My name is Jenny Bowden, and I believe that having the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. I hope you come to this podcast daring to dream, daring to light your heart on fire, but also realizing that the end results of your efforts right now might be pitiful, might be so much less than you imagined they would be, and that that is okay. That is just the way it should be. For those of you who are new to this podcast, I want you to know what it's all about. This podcast is all about having the gumption to shoot for the stars even when your face is stuck in the mud. It's about showing up for ourselves, regardless of any well-founded feelings of inadequacy we may have. And it's about being willing to fail over and over again. But what do you do when you just feel completely stuck? When you feel like there's really no getting out of the mud for you today? And I want to talk about that because today is one of those days for me. It honestly, I just pulled myself out of the living room where I was sitting with a dazed look on my face, staring at the ceiling, and my kids have found it a device, and they were watching YouTube Hot Wheels videos, and I couldn't even make myself do anything. So, I'm gonna just bear with me as I work through this, because I'm sure that there are some people out there that feel the same way. Um, I've been triggered today by what maybe I'll call packing anxiety. I really have a hard time staying mentally calm and just like with it when I have to pack my whole family and go somewhere, whether it's for a weekend or whether it's for a longer than that, that just really sets me off like crazy. Um, And partially it's because I really genuinely right now have a lot going on in my life. There's a lot of things that I've taken on that I'm not sure if I should or not. That's like part of what's going in my on in my head is just like, whoa, your life is insane. What are you doing with yourself right now? And partly it's just like things that can't be avoided too. So um, when, when we're faced with these situations, when we just feel stuck, we kind of have Um, We have one option. The first option is just to kind of numb out, to step away from those feelings, um, step away from the problems and maybe um, browse Instagram. Maybe we'll try and call a friend to talk about something else. Um, Just like avoid the problem, avoid the concern, hope that it fixes itself or then you go back to it angry and frustrated and still carrying around all that stuff that you that is making you feel crazy and upset in the first place. So I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you know that that number one option of just not stepping into the problem is not what we want to do. Um, and what I'd like to suggest is that the first step, and this is what I just did, is to identify the problem or problems. Usually in my case, 
Um, when I feel stuck like this, it's often because there are multiple problems. So what happens in my mind is that I will start with one, one problem, and before I can even think about solving it, I'm onto another problem and another, and I get exhausted thinking about all these problems and kind of going over them in a loop in my head and nothing gets solved and I just kind of, like I said, I'm sitting on the couch staring at the ceiling feeling hopeless and ashamed at the state of who I am instead of digging in and figuring this out. So I'm going to share my list with you today. Um, I, I just wrote it down quickly and so we're packing this weekend. We're trying to go to uh, Nelson to visit my husband's family. I talked to my husband about at the beginning of the week. It was actually my suggestion. I was like, you have some time off. Let's go take the kids. We can go snowboarding, skiing, uh, visit your family. We didn't have much of a chance to see them when they came last. It'll be so fun. And in my head, at that moment, it legitimately seemed so fun. And now I hate it. I hate why I'm thinking, why did I ever suggest that I am crazy? I'm a crazy person. So here's my list. My list is I have no clean clothes for the girls. I need gloves for all the kids and I can't find my hat. I don't know how to snowboard. The renter's washing machine needs to be adjusted or fixed. Um, the house is a disaster and the van is a disaster. The piano is half taken apart and needs to be prepped for next week. And lastly, on the other page, someone needs to clean the basement suite by Tuesday afternoon. Okay, so that seems like a lot of problems written down probably, but actually when I did that, when I got them on paper, there's something that happens. And what happens is the problem for me becomes linear. It becomes concrete. Whereas before I mentioned I was kind of stuck in this loop where I'd go flip from one problem to the other and back again. Um, and this kind of spiraling despair happens for me where I, I feel like there's no way out. And I feel like there are no solutions and it's just, there's, there's nothing I can do. And so what happens when you write a list is that you can actually go through that list one at a time and figure out what the heck you need to do about this. Okay, so number one problem, no clothes for the girls. Now, it's been a crazy week, this week and last week, and my girls usually are potty trained, but this week, not so much. They have been having little pee accidents like crazy, and they have very little in the way of underwear and pants. So how do we go away from the weekend when we, they have no clothes? Well, one option is that I could do laundry. Unfortunately, I got really inspired by my own podcast uh, a few weeks ago when my dad and I talked about finances. And so I called my mortgage company and asked them to increase my monthly payments by $600. Now we didn't have an extra $600. So what I also did is I put um, someone who asked me if they could rent out my other, my real basement suite. We have, sorry, we have a basement suite in our house. Um, someone asked me if they can rent it out, but it was already rented. But I said, hey, you know what? Um, for $600, you could live in the other half of my basement, which isn't a ba basement suite. It's 
very much did not have a kitchen when I was offering it to him and it very much did not have a separation. So I was a busy little beaver <laughs> um, all last week and the week before and actually the week before that too, turning the laundry room downstairs into a little kitchenette, um, finishing some painting that needs to be done down there and also putting up this kind of like curtain division at the bottom of the stairs so that my new tenant who's allowing to pay my more me to pay my mortgage off quickly um could have some privacy even though he still has it's still kind of like part of the house it's not a separate suite so the reason I'm telling you all this is because I don't currently have access to my washer and dryer today because I have designated days that I can use my washer and dryer that was the major downside to doing this and so I'm sitting there thinking, how do I pack? I have no clean laundry for my girls. Well, you know what? Um, a solution that kind of came clear as soon as I put this down on paper was that I can throw the laundry in a bag and bring it to my in-law's house. It's not awesome. It's a little embarrassing, but that's something that can be done and I can do it right now. And that's probably what I'm gonna do. So that's one thing solved. Okay. I need gloves for my kids and I can't find my hat. Okay, this might not be a real problem. My kids all have gloves. I'm not super happy about the state of their gloves and I wish they had better ones. But one thing that I could look at talking to my husband about is, hey, when we get to Nelson or even on the way or um, first thing in the morning, can we go to the outdoor store and see if there are any gloves on sale that we can buy? Also, my husband just bought me this great hat that I love. It's super warm. It's super cute. And it's really bugging me that I can't find it. So that was literally something that was going through my head, thinking, how can I pack when I don't even have my hat that I love? So great to put it down on paper because I can realize those two concerns actually don't prohibit me from packing, even though I thought that they did. Okay, third concern. I don't know how to snowboard. This might not even seem like a real problem, but to me it was because I honestly, in my head, and I, I'm saying this because I hope there are people that can relate to this, we, we have um, our insecurities play into these kind of like moments when we just spiral into despair, essentially. And so for me, feeling like we're going on a trip and one of the things that we want to do is snowboard or ski and I'm not very good is making me question a lot of things like oh, okay so when we get there am I just going to spend the whole time watching the kids while Hans goes off and plays because I don't feel secure enough to stand up for myself and say yeah I actually want to come even though I'm bad at this sport. So that's something that Again, super helpful to put down on paper because even though it's not really a real concern, it doesn't prohibit me from packing, it does make me question myself and question the purpose of what we're doing. And that's something that, although it doesn't necessarily need to be solved, there's not necessarily something that I need to go out and do to solve it, um, I can talk to Hans about that and just raise that concern so that he's aware um, going into this and he can kind of help talk me into that it's going to be okay and that we're both going to have a great time. Okay, 
the renter's washing machine needs to be fixed. We have a rental property. I just remembered this morning that something needs to be fixed over there and I still haven't figured that one out. So I can put a big question mark by that. Um, but so far that's pretty good. I've already solved half of the items on my list. Um, the house is a disaster and the van is a disaster. Okay. Also doesn't prohibit me from packing. It's sad. And the reality is I'll probably get most of it cleaned up as I'm just going through my business today, but I might not get all of it cleaned up and maybe that's okay, but it is something that again, I'll have to talk to my husband about so we can get on the same page and decide how much we're going to do, how much we're not going to do before we leave and make sure we're both okay with that. <sighs> okay. My piano is half taken apart right now. <sighs> Hans and I are crazy people and we're in the middle of renovations. We have these, um, this is one of the reasons I was so stressed. I had these built-ins that we had someone build, but that we couldn't afford to have them paint as well. So I was doing all the finishing work and prepping them to paint. And while I was doing that, Hans was like, well, if we're going to have that sprayed, why don't we spray the piano too? Which is awesome and a very good idea, but also we don't necessarily have time for it. So that's going on in my head too. Like, do I start ripping apart the rest of the piano? No, no, I do not even though it's sitting there looking like it needs to be done, that's probably not something that I want to do if I actually value getting out of the house today. Okay. Um, interesting how so many things on my list are somewhat non-issues. Um, someone needs to clean the basement suite by Tuesday afternoon. So our real basement suite in our house is on Airbnb right now. And I also came to the realization this morning that there's going to be a changeover on Tuesday and I either need to find someone to clean that or I, we need to be back by Tuesday. So that's just another thing that Hans and I need to talk about. But do you notice, I'm sure you can imagine how different this conversation is going to be with my husband um, now that I've gone through these steps myself. Now that I've put them on paper, now that I've been able to see, okay, what's a non-issue? What's an issue? What are things I need to actually bring up? So that when he calls me back, when he's finished work for today, he's not just getting this stream of like despair and me just feeling, throwing all these things. That was a big list. And now I've narrowed it down to like two things that I actually need to talk to him about. And that's manageable. It's manageable for me and it's manageable for him and we can deal with that. And I think there's also value here in me just even sitting down. I don't know if I've ever done this before. I've always recognized that packing is a hard job and that's something that I struggle with and that seems very draining to me. Um, but I don't know if I've ever recognized that it's actually an emotional trigger for me, that when I look around my house and have to pack it, all of a sudden I notice more than ever all the things that are undone, all the things that um, have been stressing me out but that I've just kind of been pushing aside because I don't have time for them or I don't know how to deal with them. And uh, like there's stupid things. Like this morning I pulled on these leggings that I had and there's a hole in the crotch, which isn't that big of a deal when I'm at home with my kids, but if I wanted to pack those leggings and bring them to Nelson, now if I want to be in company with them, I have to actually sew them or buy new leggings or there's just 
there's things that need to be done. So, and it's interesting too. We need to realize that another trigger for me that I'm just realizing right now as I'm taking the time to talk about this is going to church in the morning because it's like trying to get the kids ready and doing all those things. It's hard and it's stressful on its own, but then for me, it really seems to compound with these feelings of anxiety, um, overwhelm, that I'm not doing enough, I, uh, I'm not a good enough mother, I'm not a, I'm, have, don't keep my home the way that I should or that I would like to, all those things. And so when we realize that it's not just about the problems, it's also about the feelings associated with those problems, I think that can be really powerful. At this point, you are probably so filled with new ideas and new insights, and you just need to talk to another person about how it's all going to go down in your life. Visit me on Instagram. I'm Jenny Bowden there as well, and I'm always happy to answer any direct messages. But while you're there, make sure you throw up a screenshot on your stories or something that'll connect your community to this podcast so that you'll always have someone to chat with about an episode that you love. So once we've gone through our list of problems, essentially, things that are going through our head when we feel this stuck feeling, um we need to figure out how to proceed. So one really important way to look for solutions is to ask for help. Um, When we feel stuck like this, um, it sometimes literally means that we don't know how to proceed. Like we don't, we don't, maybe don't have the tools. So maybe that's as simple as doing some research, finding out what you you need to do. Maybe um, you need to call someone, someone who has access to tools and solutions that you don't have. Maybe you just need an outsider's opinion of saying, um, how, how do you think I would best go about this? Or what do you think, knowing who I am, how how do you think that I perspire? should proceed. And that's really important. That's something that I struggle with so much. Um, I mentioned before that we have these built-ins. Um, they were like my dream. So over Christmas, we had someone, we hired someone to come and build them for us. And I said that I would do the painting because that was going to be, it was going to be almost twice as much to paint them. Not quite that much, but like a thousand dollars more to just have them finished and painted. And so I would do that. And Hans has kind of been like reminding me about it. When are you going to paint those built-ins? When are you going to do that? And I felt this constant pressure to do the built-ins. But when I finally sat down and realized, okay, what is the actual thing that is keeping me from doing this? I realized that I had a really real problem. And that was that I have little kids and that might seem like okay yeah Jen obviously you have three kids you talk about it all the time but for some reason in my mind even though this is like a 10-hour job I thought that I needed to be able to somehow finish the built-ins while managing my three little kids and I sat down with hands finally when I had this realization that that was what was keeping me from doing it and said Yeah, so I just realized that 
I don't expect you to do a major renovation project and manage the house and the kids at the same time, which means that if I'm going to do this, we need to find a way for me not to have the kids here. And it was so simple. We talked about it and he had a dentist appointment booked for a day this week. And so yesterday we, um, he took the kids after his dentist appointment, went to the pool, went to the movies, just like had a fun, crazy day with them. And I got to work on this thing that was just driving me, like making me feel so anxious because it wasn't being done and because I knew I needed it to be done and even sometimes when he'd ask me I'd get a little snappy at him like well I'm gonna do it and I just wouldn't I wasn't identifying the real problems so that is so important um and we can't find the solutions until we identify the problems seems really obvious I know but I'm saying it because when we feel stuck like this it isn't obvious it is not obvious to be logical and reasonable and to look for problems and find solutions to them okay last thing once we have identified these problems and we've looked for solutions and looked for help we've done those first two steps the last thing that we need to do, step number three, is to throw away all of the thoughts and the feelings that you've been having surrounding all of this stuckness that do not serve you. And then to focus on the, one, the, the things that you can actually do. So really in my list here, um, I've circled it, I've identified the one thing that I can actually do right now of my problems that will help me pack and get out the door, which, and that's reasonable to do, which is um, solve the fact that the house is a disaster and the van is a disaster, okay? So if that's my, if I've gone through each one of those and I have to, um, it's really important that I fix the question mark item on my list first that has to do with the renter because if not, that's going to be nagging at me the whole time I'm cleaning and it's going to really affect my mood and how I'm dealing with that. So I need to deal with those two options, have the conversation that I talked about needing to have with my husband so we're both on the same page about all this and navigating it because it is a trigger point for me. And you know what? The thing about our spouses and our family members and the th people who are close to us is that they are aware of our triggers probably even more than we are. And so they're going to be super on board when we come to the table and say, hey, this is an issue for me. This is something that I struggle with. Here are some things that I think we can do to mitigate the amount of overwhelm I feel and how grumpy I'm going to be and how poorly I'm um, maybe going to treat you as a result of the stuff, the inner turmoil that I'm feeling, they're going to be super on board with that because they don't want you to be the worst. They want you to be your best self. So, um, so that looking for the points that you can actually act on and then throwing away those thoughts and feelings that do not serve you is just so, it's so freeing. Like I already, this is silly that I've had to go through this on the podcast, um, but I don't know that I would have had the motivation to do it otherwise. And I feel lighter. I feel better. I feel like I can go out and deal with the things that need to be dealt with. I have, um, I have a plan and that's so essential. 
imagine what it ha- what would happen if I had just gone on Instagram, um, scrolled through and seen some other things of some other people who had plans and lives that looked together. And then instead of making a plan for myself, I just started kind of like grumpily going about my house and trying to force myself to move forward, even though I hadn't changed my state. I hadn't fixed anything. Um, and that's, that's where tension and anxiety in our lives thrive. They thrive on us just not confronting things and not having the courage and the, the, the presence of mind to use these three steps to get ourselves unstuck. Once again, let's just go over them quickly. The first step is to make a list and identify your problems. These don't have to be like real problems that have a solution. As you saw from my list, they can just be anything that's going through your mind, anything that's causing you distress or to be stuck in that loop of despair. The second thing is to find solutions and ask for help where needed, okay? And the third one is to look for what you can act on. So circle the things on your list that are viable, that need to be dealt with, or that can be done now or in the moment. Um, And then throw away those thoughts and feelings that do not serve you. I hope this little three-step method that helped me today helps you a little bit um, if you're ever feeling stuck. Have a great week. 